Uh, so hey everybody, I'm here with uh, Mike Krahulik. Uh, did I say that right, by the way? You did, yeah, you nailed it actually. There, I've been practicing. Uh, I, I'm here with Mike Krahulik and he is the artist uh, and co-founder of Penny Arcade. And a lot of you sent me an article that he wrote on uh, on their website, Penny, pennyarcade.com. Uh, about Google Stadia. And so I reached out and I said, hey, do you want to be on the show? And he said, yes. So here he is. What's up, man? Uh, not much. Just playing games and drawing comics. What are you playing? Well, let's see. I'm playing actually the New Division expansion. Um, the the Gangs of New York. Is that mm -hmm. what it is? Or something of New York. Yeah, it's definitely I, in New York. I don't know what the name is. It's in New York. It's got its grip on me um i've been playing that i'm playing doom um I don't know, all kinds of stuff playing um, hades a lot for for the division two um like that game like if they just brought in like this this like tower or something that you're supposed to like go up 100 levels or something have you played that <laughs> this yet? is what i i wanted to check out no I, I asked jerry if he had tried it and he said no and so i thought well one of us has to check out this you know skyscraper thing it sounds cool so i i jumped back in i did the level boost to 30 i played a couple hours of the washington dc stuff and it didn't really stick with me but i'm having a great time running around new york i haven't found this hundred story tower yet but <laughs> i'm having a, i'm having a blast just look up yeah i just i should just look for the tallest building i don't know what <laughs> i'm thinking and just go there right um so what what system are you playing that on that no i'm 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 hooked on the Stadia right now. It's got, it's got its tentacles all around me. I I'm more and more impressed the more and more I play it. Interesting. I saw you tweet that um, you you said that the more you play it, the more interesting it is to you. Uh, so let's rewind a little bit and go back to when they announced it. What were your initial thoughts when when it was first announced? Uh, ridiculous. Just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I happen to be in a in a sort of internet dead zone. I've got Comcast, and they try to give me cable um, whenever they're able, you know. But it's not a huge priority for them. So my my what I pay for and what I get are very different. And so the idea of streaming games, I mean, sometimes I can't even watch a show. I have trouble with Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea of streaming a 4k game um seemed insane to me I, honestly and so you said i'm not even gonna bother with it until the demos came out or had you tried it before then no i hadn't tried it at all um but i was curious about what did they it was gods and monsters um phoenix e immortals phoenix, phoenix rising yes immortals phoenix rising I don't know why they did that. Gods and Monsters um, was such a better title, wasn't it? It's such a good name. But Immortals Phoenix Rising, I was very curious about. And so I thought, it's free. Um, let's just, you know, see how easy it is for me to play this. And I realized, you know, after a little while into it that I had forgotten I was playing it in a, a Chrome browser. Mm -hmm. You know? so it was, it was shocking to me. What did you think of the game? The game I'm not. It, I think it's. I think it's targeted for a much younger audience. I, I think they. I think they imagine that that art style, maybe goes along with younger kids, and maybe it does. And so they've written it for 
children, um, dumb ones, I think. <laughs> and uh, and I just I couldn't take the narration for more than about an hour. Uh, so do you feel like they said, all right, well, we got Assassin's Creed, but we need yeah. something to sell to younger people. So let's make Assassin's Creed, but for young people. Yeah, I think they did. And I think you can make things for young people um, without being so, without thinking they're so dumb. You know, you, you can make clever things for children that appeal to adults. Ask Pixar, right? Mm -hmm. um, and this just felt like a lot of kid stuff. I so, like the combat. Um, I like the setting. I don't know. I, I like the setting. I, I did. I, I, I didn't play it for very long. Um, mostly because I was really, really busy. Uh, but what I did play, like I kind of, I was chuckling at the back and forth between, uh, Zeus and whoever it is. I found it to be a little humorous. Not like, oh my God, this is hilarious, but it was yeah. unexpected for me. And I think that just the unexpectedness of it made me laugh. But I can see how over a long period of time, it could, it could probably start to grate on people. Well, and honestly, I have a much easier time giving games that are doing like serious writing a pass. Um, I can I can hand wave a lot of games that try to be serious and the writing just doesn't live up to it. But because I spend you know so much of my life trying to write jokes, oh okay. Um, whenever I see something that's <laughs> trying to be funny, it's very hard for me not to to sort of dissect it and think, oh, I I wish that it had been written this way. Nice. Uh, that's, so that's just my own bugaboo, though. That you know that doesn't have to bother anyone else. Yeah, that's fair. Um... So did you try the other demos that were also available, the Pac-Man and the um, the Humankind? I didn't try Humankind. That's a Jerry game. Um, I, I, that's not for me, but I did try Pac-Man, and I thought it was great. It also ran well. And the two of those games combined um, are what convinced me to buy Doom and really and sort of say, okay, well, let me buy a, a AAA title and imagine myself, you know, this is how I was going to play it. Let's let's do the test. So had you played Doom uh, uh, previously? No, I hadn't played Doom Eternal. I played the um, previous one. Okay, uh, so you you played you jumped in on Doom Eternal, and uh, what what were your thoughts? I mean, I, I must have played three hours the first night, mm -hmm. and it wasn't until you know a couple hours in. And I'm noticing these load times, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's right. I don't. This isn't on a great PC. This is this is running on. You know, I, I have a PC that's only job is to take the video from my real PC and stream it, mm -hmm. and that's what I was playing Doom on. And uh, I was just super impressed because it had it never even occurred to me. You know, I've I'd played a little bit of the XCloud stuff." And it's fun, and every once in a while the video shifts, and you you definitely notice some artifacting, and it gets a little wonky. But you're like, you know what? This is the cherry on top of a service I already pay for, and you sort of can, I think you can sort of look past some of that. It never even registered that I was playing a streamed game that night. So you felt like there was like, did you notice any latency? I saw a lot of people were asking me to ask you about the latency. Well, I did notice latency when I tried to play with a Bluetooth controller. I, I connected my Xbox controller, and I was not a fan of that feeling. I was I ended up playing mouse and keyboard until just 
the other day when I got a controller. One of the Stadia controllers. Oh, so you did get a Stadia controller. I did get a Stadia controller, yes. Cool. I ordered the Wasabi. Oh, I'm jealous. I like that one. I love the Wasabi <laughs> one. The, 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 <laughs> it's so stupid. Like, right now they're on sale, and I keep going yeah. to the stupid store.google.com and typing in Wasabi and then putting it in my cart and looking at it and saying... <laughs> You don't need this, you idiot. Stop. What are you doing? And so then I, I deleted it. did that three days in a row. <laughs> uh, I, the exact same thing you just described. Late at night, you get it in the cart, and you're like, no, I'm fine. I'll just play with the keyboard. <laughs> I I use the, the founder. Like, I have two controllers at my house, one for me and one for my son. Uh, so I have even less of a reason to pick it up. So now you've got the Stadia controller. Um, yes. Before we... Let's talk about the latency there. Did it feel better than the Bluetooth version with your Xbox controller? Significantly. Yeah, it really did. Um, and, and I wasn't sure if it would, but I, what I ended up doing is using it uh, to play on a Chromecast on my TV. I already had it. We already had a Chromecast Ultra. Mm -hmm. And so once I had the controller, I was like, all right, well, let's go downstairs and test this out and been playing down there, too. Is that on Wi-Fi or Ethernet? That's on Ethernet. I, I does not seem to like my Wi-Fi very much. So both both of the machines that I tend to play on, I've plugged in, mm -hmm. um, which isn't ideal, but it's possible. And I've played Kara, my wife. She plays um, on her PC. It's connected to Wi-Fi. She notices some artifacting and uh, occasionally but nothing that would make her not want to play on it so far. We still like Orcs Must Die. Yeah, that game is really, really good. Uh, and it's a great it's about, game. Yeah, it is. And it's about to get an update. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but that game is going to have an update where it'll have... Um, so there's $10 DLC, and then it will have this thing called Stream Connect. Are you familiar with Stream Connect? No, please. I, I need to learn. <laughs> All right, so Stream Connect... Um, is going to be really cool when you're playing co-op with your wife because it will take her screen and put it on your screen down in the corner. Um, so right now you can do that in Division 2. So if you if you group up with somebody else that's on Stadia, it automatically puts their screen and what you get to see what they see in the Stop. corner of your screen. Like picture in picture? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That I had no idea. What's this called? Stadia streaming? What uh, is it? Stream Connect. It's terrible, Stream terrible Connect. nomenclature, but but yeah. but yeah. That's a legitimately cool feature. I had no idea it existed. <laughs> yeah, and especially like with a game like Orcs Must Die Three, like I'm I'm kind of mind blown that they didn't launch with this because it's such a fantastic like that game. First off, it's a two player game. And knowing what the per the other person is doing is incredibly important. So oh, yeah, it, it's it's a it's a no brainer. And I've used it a bunch of times on Division Two, and it works wonderfully. And it's always exciting because that that game's cross play. Uh, so whenever I group with somebody who's on PC, I don't get to see that stuff. But if I'm grouped yeah. and somebody's on Stadia, I'm like, oh cool, I can see what they're doing. Let me send my little health drone over to to heal them up or something. That is really cool. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna have to convince Jerry to buy the division on Stadia so that I can test this out. <laughs> Does he already have it someplace else? Or you know what you have? Do you have the the New York expansion? 
I don't have the New York expansion. How much is that anyway? Because I've been eyeballing it. Yeah, it was thirty bucks. It was the twenty nine, I think. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll end up picking it up and we can test it out if you can't convince Jerry because I have been eyeballing it. I really do like. I would say Division Two is probably the best port on Stadia right now. Like it feels super snappy, both on mouse and keyboard and with the controller. Yeah, I've been playing uh, the majority. Actually, I guess of that, the division all on uh, controller, and I, I love it. Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, so you've been playing a bunch of uh, uh, Stadia. Let's. Oh, yeah, you got the controller. I almost forgot. What are your thoughts, uh, latency aside, on the controller itself? Like hand, holding it in your hand. What do you think of it? I like it. I like how light it is. I like the uh, texture on the back a lot. Uh, the buttons feel really good, and I don't know. I I am a big fan of colors. I like how things look, um, and so for me, like it's it's beautiful. It's pretty. I like it. I like it in that regard. I I personally would really like it if they would um, put out some. I probably wouldn't buy them because I don't need them, but it, I think it would help them a lot if they like put out a Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven controller that came with the game or. Uh, Orcs must die yes. free controller like that kind of thing that was themed i think that that would really do well yeah you know not having a box to theme um limits them in that regard but i would absolutely you know as someone who's a fan now i would pick up limited edition controllers you know in a heartbeat you decorate them all over the house absolutely yeah i'm a sucker for that stuff <laughs> uh so one of the questions a lot of people were asking uh, me to, to ask you about is in your article, you said that you're not a fan of the business model. Uh, so yeah. can, go ahead and, and uh, like, let, let, let me know why. What, what don't you like about it? Oh, are you there? Sure. My headphones turned off for some oh, reason. Oh, okay. I'm back. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's odd. You know, I think it's hard. Like I was saying, I have, I have terrible internet. And certainly there have been a couple times in the evening where, you know, everyone's doing something and the division starts to stutter. And I'm reminded that it's not on a, a box. And I think that there's just sort of a perception that the version you're getting is sort of limited in that, you know, you can only play it under very specific circumstances. Um but you're, you're still paying the, the full price for it. Yeah, I can I see that, that. That's the feeling. I, I can I can see where, where you would have that, especially if you don't have good internet. Like, this is... Yes. Like, we've said from the beginning, this is not a product that is for everyone yet. There are many people, like my dad. He doesn't play games or anything, but, like, he lives, I don't know, five miles away from me? And he cannot get high-speed internet at his house. He, he just yeah. can't. So if I lived at his house, I would not be able to get um, anything. On, like, he's on dial-up still, right. which is insanity. Wow. Yeah, I know. Where, where do you live? I live in upstate New York. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, and in, in, in my house, like, I have 300 down, 20 up, um, super stable Oof. connection. It's great. But five miles Love away, it. he can't. You yeah, know, yeah. and you, you, you know, you're on Comcast and they, they've pretty much, they've got you. Like you said at the beginning, they try to give you cable speeds, but are they really, oh, yeah. are they really trying? Are they really? 
<laughs> I mean, I know that I'm paying for 300 down, but 99. I think your headphones cut out again. So before uh, we ran into technical difficulties, you were talking about uh, the business model and you were saying that your internet isn't quite what it should be, even though you're paying Comcast an arm and a leg, I'm sure. Uh, and yes. that's that's really your your issue with the business model for Stadia is that they're charging you full price for a game when they can't guarantee that you would be able to take advantage of it. Uh, not even that they can't. I mean, when I can't guarantee it, you know, I mean, it's obviously this is on my end. Um, I just I don't have a, a, a scenario. I don't have a, a life <laughs> where I have, you know, fiber coming mm-hmm. into my house and it, and it just works. I have to say, though, that, you know, the more I play it, you know, the less that is a concern. I've bought a couple more games on there um, and have enjoyed playing them or claimed them. I didn't I'm doing the Stadia Pro thing. Um, and have claimed them on there, and I and I like it. Um, it just, you know, like I said, it every once in a while you you notice you're like, oh yeah, this isn't this isn't on a real box, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, l- what other games did you? Or wait, uh, did you buy more games, or are you just talking about the games that you claim on Stadia Pro? We were claiming, and we try. We've been playing a bunch of Ember. Uh huh. Um, the me and the kids uh, like that one a lot. Uh, played um i should go look at my recent queue i was really impressed with stadia i mean uh with uh ember i i'm not i personally am not a huge fan of ember but only like i love the the art style i love the theme behind it i love the zaniness to it i can't stand the ragdoll physics and i I, oh yeah i just don't like that in any game and so instantly it took me out and I didn't like it. But I can see how if that is something that you that doesn't bother you, that you would love that game because it's so cool. It is. It's fun to play co-op. Um, the other one I've been playing a bunch of is Super Hot Mind Control, which I had never Mind Control Delete, which I had never played before. Um, I played Super Hot, but never this sort of roguelike version. Um, I really like it. I haven't. It's, oh, I didn't even know that that's what that was. So it's a roguelite. Yeah, it is. Um, it's it's not like the normal game. You sort of run through um, levels, randomly generated levels, and every couple levels, it gives you the option of two different hacks. So it'll say, "Do you want more health, or do you want to start every level with a random gun?" And then you go on from there, and then you get a couple more options, and you kind of go as far as you can, and it resets you. When you lose, you reset, start with another node. Like It's really interesting. Oh, my God. Now I have to play that, and I wasn't going to because I have so much other stuff to play. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you don't have to pay for it. That's true. Just claim it. Yeah, so what do you think of Stadia Pro? I know a lot of people were upset that it's not like xCloud, where it's uh, basically you subscribe and you get access to... A rotating set of games instead it's you subscribe and you claim the games when they're there and then you keep them forever which model do would you prefer i have to be honest i didn't really understand the idea that you keep the games you claim even after they rotate out um and i don't know if i just it's, i think that that's not something that's super clear in their presentation mm-hmm. um i don't mind it i i think that the you know, it's a year in. They just need to have more 
options in there and i think more current you know more of the current stuff when you look in there and you see games or at least for me when i see games like baldur's gate um and watchdogs it's like yeah that's that's really cool i'd love to see more of that yeah i and, and i think you know that obviously come over time um so so yeah. far with stadia pro because i've been there from the beginning i've got 52 games from it which is crazy so how does that work it's every month is it new games every month they uh on the first of the month they announce actually i think they announce it the tuesday before the first of the month what the games are going to be and then on the first um you get access to games now when they first started they said oh it's going to be like a game a month and we were like Mm -hmm. like a game a month or a game a month which is it because you're not being incredibly clear and then they just went absolutely bananas uh where like the last four months have been five or six games every single month just get added to my list of things that i don't have time to play (laughs) yeah that you can claim and then not play and feel bad about later well but you know what that's what happens on my playstation because i have to make room and download them but because i don't have to make room i don't have to download them i'm i've tried way more of the pro games on stadia than i have other things just because i don't have to do any work in order to a- achieve the the goal of trying huh. this free game you know i was trying to explain that um to jerry the other night and i was saying i've tried a bunch of stuff on here that you know has been available on other platforms that i just didn't try because i had to buy it i had to make space for it to download it and even if it was you know a 45 minute an hour download there was a barrier to entry that i did not cross and when i can just see the picture and think i'll give it a try mm-hmm. and immediately be into it i've tried a bunch more stuff because of it yeah um i would say like when i first saw uh because they they unveiled this at gdc last year and when i first saw it i said this is going to be huge because it's so frictionless. Like there's nothing to slow you down from that purchase button, which is a great thing for publishers, a very bad thing for people's wallets. (laughs) Oh, it's scary how easy it is to buy stuff on here. Yeah. So um, you've played a bunch of pro games. Ember stands out to you. Um, uh, obviously doom. Oh God, doom. I've played, I finished that game. I love that game. What are your thoughts on doom eternal so far? Because that game is one of my favorites. I love it. I think I'm about 15 hours in now and, um, I just can't get enough of it. It's so fast, you know, and they figured out the, what doom is in the first one. And, you know, doom is about speed through these environments and it's almost like Tony Hawk, you know, you're you're doing tricks off of these guys. It's like, well, I need to get some armor off of this guy, and then I hit this guy so I can get some health, and then I hit this guy so I can get more armor. Like, I love it. Yeah, I tend to forget, like, I, I just started playing, because the DLC just came out, and I just started playing that, and I had finished the game, I don't know, a month or two ago, or maybe two months or three months or something, and... um like the the level of skill that is required for me to continue with the DLC I've forgotten too much and so it's <laughs> yeah. just yeah like the demons just grab me and they're like oh hello bill punch 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 and I'm dead and and I'm like okay you I got to start build over build up to that yeah <laughs> yeah well the DLC like the game starts you at like 
a three and slowly yeah. over time builds you up to uh, like a 10. And then the DLC starts you at a 10 and you're like, okay, I'm not ready for this yet because I haven't played in a while. But like for you, who's just started playing, when you get to the DLC, you're going to be ready. I should be able to roll right into it. I mean, there are fights now that I'm in where I'll notice, uh, you know, you know, when it's over that my literally my mouth is open and my tongue is hanging out. Like I've just completely zoned out, <laughs> just so you know, focused on this the rhythm of that game that nothing else matters. Mm -hmm. As I'm playing, I have a tendency my hands like I'll finish like a, a an intense fight or something, and I'll like oh my god my hands hurt my jaw is oh, yeah. clenched or something like because it's so intense it's such a great game it's going to be tough for me not to say that that's my favorite game this year. Oh yeah, I can see that. Uh, so let's move back to Stadia. There's a lot of in, in the in the in the core gamer market, which I think that you, sir, are very much a part of, or at least you're a very much a, a representative of. Yeah, uh, I think of, that's fair of the core gamer market. There is a lot of negativity around Stadia. Why do you think that yes. is? Um. Well, I I don't think that the that the press is doing any favors. I mean, you know, I didn't read anything nice. <laughs> it took me it took me literally going and having to try it, right? You know, I think the demo, a free demo was the thing that got me in. Um maybe maybe it really is something that you have to experience, but even then, a couple articles saying that wouldn't hurt. Um mm -hmm. and I don't know why that stuff isn't there. I don't know if um it's not a priority for Google to to get this in front of, you know, game journalists, or if game journalists aren't seeking out interesting stories about it. Um, but there's really just no positive buzz, it seems. Yeah, and, and well, I feel like, like except in its own subreddit, people. I mean, the people who play it. Oh yeah, are are very positive crowd. You know, I've been I've been really impressed. Uh, yeah, everybody who, uh, well, everybody. I'm sure that there's a lot of people who have terrible internet who've tried it and have said, what a pile of garbage, you yes. know? Yes. And that's fair. But there's also all those people who've tried it and they're like, oh, okay. They're like, they're they're the other mics out there. And they're like, this actually works? This is, is this magic? Like when, yeah. like when, um, uh, um, Galileo showed people the telescope and they were like, what is this nonsense? It feels magical when you try it um, to the point where, you know, as new games come out, if they're available on Stadia, you know, that's honestly going forward going to be a real uh, possibility for me. Like I would, I would consider picking up a new game day and date on Stadia. And I think they have a tough sell going forward just because right now like, what's their plan in terms of ray tracing right like are a lot of the new effects that are coming to next gen consoles going to make their way to stadia do you, do you know about that well oh so nothing official from google um yeah. i spoke to a developer that works at a publisher that i i can't say wh who it is Fair enough. and yeah, yeah. they said um i'm working on this game and uh, it has and we're, we're getting ray tracing on Stadia now, they've told me a bunch of stuff and a, <laughs> a bunch of stuff that they've said has panned out. So they seem like a reliable source, but 
I don't know for sure if they're just some jerk pulling my leg or not. Like, there's no way for me to know, but I don't see why it wouldn't. Like, all that all that requires is for Google to upgrade the servers or maybe even just do it with through software uh, because right. they, like, at GDC, they got up on the stage and they said, by the way, this is running off one Stadia blade. Uh, we can also link multiple Stadia blades together in order to do more. So the the mm. one of the things about Stadia that is so interesting to me is that they have this, like everybody, you, you know, you just mentioned next gen, right? Right. Somebody said, well, there is no next gen with Stadia. It's forever gen. Like you don't have to buy Stadia 2. When Stadia gets upgraded, you get upgraded as well. Yeah, and if that's the case, that's very compelling. If all of a sudden my ten dollars a month, or whatever, it ends up, you know, it, it is, that is every new, you know, that keeps up with the new consoles that's constantly being upgraded. That's very cool. So, what would make you decide to choose to buy a game on Stadia instead of, say, the? the ps5 or the xbox series for me it would be the ability to play it in different screens in my house easily um just because i've got kids who want tvs i've got other people in the house like being able to go up to my office and play it on this screen or go down to the living room and play it on that screen is interesting to me and if it is visually comparable to what i could get on a playstation 5 or a, you know the new xbox I would absolutely buy it there. See, I I think that it'll be visually comparable. You'll always see a little bit of artifacting when you're streaming a game. That's just that's just how physics works, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like compression's always going to be like that. But if it's not enough to notice, then do you think the future of in your house stuff is? Um, What's the word? Uh, not in danger, because there's always going to be uh, people who don't have the internet for it. Well, maybe not always. Uh, maybe in 10 years, everybody will have internet. 10 years, who it. knows? Yeah. Uh, but do you, do you think they're... In satellites. Do you think it's dead man walking uh, for ha buying a box for your house? Uh, you know, I my my first thought was, boy, I especially considering how I haven't been able to buy one of the new NVIDIA cards, I have to wonder... If I'm if I'm gonna build another gaming PC, I don't see that happening. Honestly, um, I love my consoles, and I'm a console gamer since I had you know the Sega Master System, um, and I think that there will always be a part of me that wants to have that hardware, just because that's hardwired into me. Mm -hmm. I love them. That's fair, and I, there's a lot of people. Uh, who are like you in that regard, like we're not on video right now, but if you could see behind me, you would see that I have a whole bunch of old Nintendo consoles, like the TV color six and the NES and like the virtual boy and all of that stuff. Um, yeah, because I like, I like to have that stuff, but that's for me, that's for nostalgia. I have not tried to buy um, a PS5. I've not tried to buy an Xbox because right now I don't know what they could give me 
that I can't get otherwise. Although I'm I'm a weird case because I don't I don't really care about the resolution all that much. It doesn't affect me. I just want to play the game. Uh, but yeah. I can see why somebody would always want to have that physical thing to hug and to hold. <laughs> yeah, it's nice, and I and I think that you know I would love to see a service the technology like this behind you know powering something on PlayStation where I did buy a game and I could play it on this high-end hardware and this game just purrs no matter if it's raining or storming outside or I've lost my internet I've got this beautiful game I can play on this device um, but if on top of that I had technology like this where I could also go play it somewhere else I would love it and I think that's the problem is people are saying okay I don't know if I'm ready to move to the to this new ecosystem um, that is only propped up by streaming Mm-hmm. That for some people is, you know, gives them pause. And like you understand that. And I, I think that once everybody has access to, you know, gigabit or whatever, it won't be an issue anymore. Yeah. So Comcast, get on it. For anyone else. It doesn't need <laughs> yeah, to be Comcast. Well, I mean, I check. I where check you live, it has to be someone. Comcast. <laughs> yeah. Someone offer me service here, please. So, you know, we were talking about Google uh, unable to convince people that, that it works. What do you think they should do about it? Do you have a so I know you said in your article it's not your job, and you're right, it's not. But what do you think that they could, like, you're in charge for the day. What are you going to do? Uh, Boy, I would, I would, if I was in charge, I don't understand, you have to understand, I don't understand how money works. There's <laughs> yeah. people in the business, I draw pictures. There's people that I, you know, have at Panarcade that help me with the rest of it. But... In my perfect world, you would pay a pro subscription and it would give you access to all the games that were on Stadia. Um, And as long as you paid your pro subscription, like Netflix, you could play any game on there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that I would start trying to get the service into the hands of streamers. Um, I think that that's really where people are going these days. and and try to convince some of them that that it's worth checking out. Um, I I don't know that people are really following the game news sites as much as they used to. I think that people are looking to streamers and podcasters and stuff like that for what's cool and what they should be playing. That makes sense. Uh, I, you know, you you said on Twitter that you were looking for more information about Stadia. Uh, here's the thing that, that kind of is related to what you were just saying. I don't know if you're aware, but um, coming soon, in air quotes, yes. big old air quotes, yes. um, okay. you're going to be able to stream to to YouTube uh, directly from Stadia without doing any OBS or any of that nonsense. You just hit the button and they duplicate your stream. So the stream that you're seeing then gets also streamed live to YouTube uh, with your voice uh, into the microphone on your controller or whatever. What do you think about that? Okay, so it's not coming... It wouldn't be coming from my house. I'm not... I'm not... The upload speed of my internet isn't required, right? Right. That's really interesting to me. Yeah. Um, I don't... I'm not like a professional streamer, but I definitely have fun on there um, and would would try out something like that. That sounds cool. I, th- I personally think that that right there, and they, they've they been talking about this for a while, so good God, Google, make it happen. Um, 
that right there is the key that can unlock yeah. a lot of stuff because if there's a bunch of people who are streaming suddenly and people are like, oh, look at this. There's this game. Oh, you're playing on Stadia? Oh, there's a button. There's a link in the in the hmm. YouTube description that I can click and it'll launch the game. All right. In, in my browser? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Magical stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Moments like that are what they need to capitalize on. That sounds that sounds really cool. Well, Mike, I, I have to say thank you again for coming on the show. Uh, you're awesome. I really do appreciate it. Um, you know, everybody. Thank you so much. My e pleasure. Yeah, everybody knows who 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 you are. But for the five people who have not heard of Penny <laughs> Arcade, why don't you tell them all about uh, Penny Arcade and PAX and Child's Play and all of the amazing things that you do? Uh, let's see. Yeah. So in 1998, I started a comic strip called Penny Arcade with my friend Jerry. We're still drawing it every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We make try to make funny jokes about video games. And uh, while we were doing that, we started the PAX Video Game Expos, the um, Penny Arcade Expos. Those are all around the world. Well, not right now because of the COVID. Um, <laughs> well, I, let me interrupt in there. <laughs> it, so wh how's that going? Like, what's happening there? Well, we had PAX Online, which was uh, really great. I mean, a nine-day sort of festival that was free for anybody who wanted to attend. We had 24-hour content. Um, but, you know, it's it's not the same as going to Boston and going to Philly and meeting people. Um, and until it's safe to do that, you know, we just are not going <laughs> to. So uh, normally, under better circumstances, there would be PAX Video Games Expos all over the world. Yeah. I've never been to one. I've I, I've always wanted to. They're a hoot. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we've got. They they really are focused on sort of the community. So it's there's an expo hall, but most of the time, my my best times at PAX are when I'm sort of find people playing a game in in some room somewhere, and I sit down and say, "What are you playing?" And mm -hmm. I and I learn about some new game. Awesome. And then uh, you've got Child's Play Charity. Yes, Child's Play Charity. We've got December 10th is our uh, auction, our online auction this year. Like everything's got to go online. Um, but childsplaycharity.org, you can check out that website for a very long time. We've been um, focused on getting donations so that we can help children in uh, hospitals sort of improve their time there through games and play and technology. Right, which it's it's uh, an amazing charity, and it's it's raised millions for 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 kids in hospitals, and I can't think of a better cause. Yes, it's it's close to our hearts, and it's something that you know it's allowed us to combine our passion for kids and games and try to make things better for them. And God, what's just a terrible situation, but sometimes, especially you know now with VR and stuff like that, we're actually finding out that games aren't just a fun way to take the kid's mind off of things, but they can actually be therapeutic. So it's really cool. That is. Um, my wife would be incredibly angry with me if I did not ask oh you this question. When the hell are we getting season two of Strip Search? <laughs> wow. Yeah, a lot of people like um, Strip Search. That was our sort of America's Next web cartoonist show that we did years ago. We're we still are in contact with a lot of those people. Um, Katie, who won, is now uh, working on Animaniacs, the reboot of Animaniacs on Hulu. Wow. Um, Amy, who is in that show, or Tristan now, she's at uh, Wizards of the Coast working on Dungeons and Dragons. Um, just uh, those those people went on to do great things. 
Um, I don't know when we'll do another episode. We've talked about it. And if we do, it'll be something, you know, definitely streamed. It'll be an online sort of event. But uh, I'm, I'm glad that she liked that show. It's, it's still very important to me. And those people are very important to me. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Mike. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to hang out with me. Uh, that You're awesome. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you for having me. It was super fun. And uh, I, can I ask you one question about Stadia before I go? You can ask me as many questions as you want. I'm just curious if they have any plan for like a family thing, some kind of family plan. So you heard anything about that? Yes. Um, I, I've talked to um, – It was it, this is like the weirdest thing that ever happened to me. I started the show, and then I got this email from Google, and they were like, hey – uh, do you want to talk to, to John justice? And I, I was like, I don't know who John justice is. So I looked it up oh. and I was like, Oh, he's the head of stadia. And I was like, okay, all right. Th- I'm a, I'm some doofus in his attic. Uh, but yeah, sure. Yeah. And so I, I talked to him and he did say, uh, that family plans are coming. Um, we, we okay. don't know, have any details on that except that. So there's a, there's another uh, content creator who goes into like the APK, uh, the the Android files or whatever, and they pick everything yeah, apart. Yeah. And they were like, "I'm seeing stuff in here that says that you can share your pro games with the other members of your family as well." Uh, but see, that's, that's that's what I would like to see. Yeah, but that's not official yet. And like that's every single episode because we do our shows live. Every single episode, the chat is like, when is family sharing coming? And I'm like, I don't know, but man, it can't come soon enough. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I mean, Google is pretty good about the family sharing. We all, in my family, at least, we've got Android devices and, you know, the the home, the Nest and all that stuff. And it all works together really well. And and having Stadia not plug into that seems sort of odd. Yeah, I will say this, you know, you said earlier in the show, you you don't understand money and I'm with you in that regard Mm. too. And my guess is like Stadia is, or or Google, whoever is arm wrestling with these publishers and saying, come on, let us, let us do this. And the publishers are probably like, some of the publishers are probably like, yeah, go nuts. And other publishers are against it. No, it's like you look at the PS4 and they've got. I can't believe that they were able to get the publishers to go along with this. If you have multiple PS4s in your house, like I have one and my yeah. son has one, we can play the same game at the same time if we've only bought it once. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's in Microsoft's family plans are also pretty robust. Um, it, it just, it's, it's one point that's lacking in, in the stadia model, but if it, if it's something that they're thinking about, then, you know, we're still early enough in the cycle that I'm happy to give them some time and see see if it pans out. So, how many uh, accounts do you have at your house now? Because, like, your your kids and your wife and you all playing it, or is well, it just, you just and your my wife? wife and I, and uh, and the kids are we're trading off, you know. Because, mm-hmm. um, like I said, in, until they get a family plan, you know, getting getting accounts for everybody, I'm not I'm not <laughs> I'm not willing to do that yet. <laughs> Yeah, and especially, you know, with the internet that you have you, that you're describing, like Yeah, I can't guarantee, you know, it's not 100% that when I sit down to play the game, the stars are going to align and I'm going to be able to do it. Yeah, I've I've crossed my fingers like when my son like on on the on the first of the month, 
my son's like new pro games and so he's playing and i've every once in a while i'm like all right i've i'm gonna stream and is my internet gonna be okay while yeah, yeah. like while i'm doing my podcasting thing and usually it's fine but there's been a couple of times uh where he's playing a game my niece is streaming or is, is watching something on hulu my wife is watching on something on netflix and i'm trying yep. to play a game and stream it at the same time and it, there's a couple of little hiccups but for the most part you know like you said earlier they're little hiccups yeah it's it's like magic for the most part though yep yep awesome i'm gonna let you get out of here uh you're awesome thanks again man thank you i appreciate it uh thanks for thanks for chit-chatting with me